Welcome to the Wildlife Around You Show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. Howdy. Hello. How are you? Doing really well. Good. What kind of wildlife have you come across? A baby golf toad. It was so cute. They're one of my favorites. They're pretty fun. They're like the size of a thumbnail. They're just tiny and if you're not really paying attention, they can blend in. But fun watching them hop and there was one along a a trail of, we need to move you along so you don't get stepped on because a lot of people are walking along the trail and... Wouldn't notice it for sure. Yeah. They're fun to come across. What about you? Screech owls. And we've had them flying around our our house around dusk pretty consistently, around 8.45-ish or so. They come through, make a pass through our yard. It's been fun to see them. It is amazing how silent they are. One of them flew right past my head, and I was like, what is that? Knew based on the time of night that it wasn't any other bird. It had to have been an owl. Always good to see. Yep. What are we going to learn about today? Elk. Uh, one that many people are familiar with. Yes. How do you identify an elk? Well, you know, they're such small animals. <laughs> the elk is also known as Wapiti, which means white rump in Shawnee. Hopefully I, I didn't slaughter that too badly. They are members of the deer family, and they are one of the largest land mammals in North America and Eurasia. So the adult males, which are the bulls, can weigh between 700 and 1,000 pounds and stand about five feet tall at the shoulder. Very large. Very large. And the females are called cows, and they're smaller in size, weighing around 500 pounds, but still. Only 500 pounds. So much smaller. Much larger than just the standard, like mule deer or or white-tailed deer. If you see them in a distance, you might confuse them, but... And you see them side by side, it's like, oh, no, they're way bigger. And the elks, their rack is huge. Yeah. So much bigger than deer. So they inhabit a variety of habitats, including forests, woodlands, mountains, and grasslands, and are found in North America, primarily in the western and northern parts, and can also be found in some parts of Asia and Europe. They prefer areas with a mix of open meadows for grazing and cover for protection. A lot of times, if the open areas in the shade and the sun hasn't hit it yet, they'll still be grazing. But as soon as the sun's there, they head for the timbers to get some cover. They are nomadic and move throughout their range in search of food and suitable habitat. Elk will seek out areas with ample vegetation for grazing during the summer and descend to lower elevations during the winter for better forage. And one of those better areas is my mother's yard. (laughs) Much to her (laughs) frustration. So what are some of their behaviors? They're very social animals, and they usually live in large groups or herds. The group that we saw driving through northern Arizona was quite large. Were there any bulls? I didn't remember. I think we were at the tail end of it, so there are several that had crossed the road before we got up there. Yeah, and we watched quite a few cross the road. And it's interesting, their behavior, because there's they really are always in a large group, and they stick together and seem to pay attention to one another. During the summer, male and female elk typically form separate herds, but during the mating season or the rut, they come together. And yeah, because love is in the air. <laughs> Boys, yeah. 
Such a shock. They engage in competitive displays <laughs> to establish dominance and to find a girl to mate with. This includes they bugle and spar with their antlers. And they are known for their agility and can run at, up at speeds up to 40 miles per hour. Yeah, they can get going for sure. They prefer the cooler weather and are more active during the cold. And boys trying to impress girls... They'll dig a hole in the ground, and they'll fill it with urine, and then roll around in it, hoping that the scent will be attractive. It's, so if you get that musky elk cologne, you know, all the girls will be fawning over you, I'm sure. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> will always remind me of the Kevin James movie of the zookeeper, where it's a different animal for teaching, telling them how to get the attention of the girls. One of them. Pee on yourself. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> It's common for several animals and works, apparently. So if they if they get a female, the female elk will give birth to a single calf, calf, occasionally twins, after a gestation period of about eight and a half months. Calves are born with spots on their fur, which helps them blend into the surroundings. And the mother hides her calf in vegetation for protection during the first few weeks of its life, usually at least the first 16 days. And they are also born with no scent to avoid attracting predators. It's just amazing nature. It's one of those that there's a a lot of discussion around conservation for it because it's, you may think you're ethically photographing a baby or a fawn for an elk, but you're actually drawing attention, attention to it because of your scent where they don't have a scent. They'd be fine if they were left alone but you actually create a scent that predators can follow humans really mess up a lot of stuff things we don't always think about yeah how long do they stay with their mothers they'll stay with their mothers for about a year and then they'll become independent and join the herd or move on so what kind of things do they have to watch out for they have a lot of natural predators including wolves bears mountain lions and coyotes Wolf packs often target elk herds, especially weakened or vulnerable individuals, and the calves are more susceptible to predation due to their smaller size and lack of experience. Yeah, but it's amazing how fast they can get up to speed and keep up with the herd. Yeah, especially with even when they're really young. Yeah. Have to to survive. So elk are herbivores and primarily feed on plants. Their diet consists of grasses, sedges, shrubs, leaves, twigs, bark and for my mother's sake i'll say irises as well so what are some of the fun facts so their antlers are very impressive they grow and shed each year and only the males have antlers and they have been known to grow as much as an inch in one day that is a strong neck to carry that yeah they can weigh up to 40 pounds and span up to four feet across. Their vocalizations are some of my favorite because during the rut, you can actually get them to talk back to you <laughs> by making some of the sounds. They're bugle grunts and barks, and they are the loudest member of the deer family. Which yep. you- There's no mistaking the bugle from <laughs> quite a ways away. <laughs> yeah. They are also excellent swimmers and can cross rivers and lakes if necessary. And they are strong and agile jumpers. They're capable of clearing fences and obstacles up to eight feet high. They have been introduced to several national wildlife refugees, refuges, 
to help restore grass prairie ecosystems. And unlike many deer species, they actually live longer in the wild than captivity, averaging about 26 years in the wild. That's what they, they got a good thing going. They know what to do. We hope you feel inspired to be someone who is more aware of the nature around you. We also hope that you have enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you. For more information about getting outdoors and to see our photos and videos of the wildlife we talked about, follow us on Instagram at a Porter Explorer and Get Outside Daily. To ensure you don't miss a future episode, be a subscriber to our podcast. A new episode comes out weekly. If you really liked it and are willing, please be one of our favorite people and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. It helps spread the word so more can enjoy what is around them. And don't forget to tell your friends about what you've learned with us. Everyone wins when we spend more time with nature. You can find show notes for all our episodes at aporterexplorer.com slash podcast. Until next time, we encourage you to get outside daily to see what is around you and to get back to nature. Mm -hmm.